Section 12 of the New York Gardener. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shelley Stephen, Farmington Hills, Michigan. ShelleyStephen.com. The New York Gardener by P. Agricola. Section 12. June. Continued. Cucumbers are the natives of a much warmer climate than ours, yet with a skillful attention may here be cultivated with success. The ground designed for this plant should be warm and rich and fully exposed to the sun. The plantation should be made ready as soon as the ground is sufficiently dry. First, lay a ridge of old dung a foot high and as long as you please then with the spade cover it with the adjoining earth when it has laid a few days to warm and dry mix the whole well together and lay it up again in the same manner in this way the oftener you can move and mix it the better the first week in this month is as soon as you can plant cucumbers in the open ground to advantage and you should continue to plant more or less every two or three days until the same time in July. When the weather appears steadily warm, work over the ridgelets and let the tops be a little flattened. Here, strew your seeds with a liberal hand and cover them with light earth an inch or more deep. Press down the dirt with your hoe and the work of planting is done. Let the ridges be six feet apart. When the plants are up and have produced their rough leaves, take out the weakest of them and draw fine earth from time to time around the stem of the remainder as high as the seed leaves. The superfluous plants must on no account be permitted to crowd or even to touch each other before they lie down for vining. It is a common error to spare too many plants one good plant for every yard square is amply sufficient. Two or three may be left until they begin to cover the ground, when the poorest should be removed. If your vines are too thick, they will not bear well, and the little they do produce will be watery and insipid. Great care must be taken that weeds live nowhere in the vicinity of cucumbers, for they want all the air, all the sun, and all the moisture and enriching qualities of the soil exclusively to themselves. When the plants have got the second rough leaf, they should be topped, as it is technically called. This operation consists in pinching off the runner bud or eye when the end of the shoot is not larger than a pea. By this simple process, a stronger and more compact growth is promoted, and the emission of fruitful lateral runners is increased. When your first vines are very luxuriant and have already obtained several joints, without chewing the embryo fruit, let them be again topped. By this means you will cause them to bear earlier and more abundantly. Take care to use good seed. That which is three or four years old should be preferred, for the vines will run less and bear more. There are many varieties of this plant, and if you would raise them unmixed, they must not grow near together. The bees, the melon bug, and other insects will convey the pollen, 
and you will have a bastard progeny. I would advise when you have a kind that you approve to preserve the seed and afterwards plant no other. The small prickly green cucumber is on the whole the best for kitchen use. It bears plentifully and if planted at different times will furnish your table with a succession of green fruit from the middle of July until the autumnal frost and if taken off when small they make the best pickles. NB. Cucumbers never require watering. If the ground and weather is dry, hoe frequently and make the earth fine about the hills. Onions, yet in their infancy, require repeated nursing. Take your small sharp hoe and stir the ground between the rows as near the plants as possible. Then with the table fork, loosen the remainder of the soil and with the hand, pull out every weed. If the onions stand too thick, reduce the number without delay before they crowd and embarrass each other. Too many plants are as fatal to a good crop as weeds and the skillful gardener will destroy them in season and without regret. One plant every two inches along the row is quite enough. Beets. Weed your early sown beets. Stir all the ground between the rows. Pull up the supernumerary plants, of which there will be a great many if your seed was good. Spare the strongest. One every six inches along the drill is sufficient. The extra plants make very fine greens and at this season should be liberally drawn before they injure the crop. Continue to sow more seed if you wish a full and abundant supply of this excellent vegetable. Carrots and parsnips will now be advancing fast in their growth and should be properly encouraged. Clear them from weeds and thin them out to due distances. This work may be done by the hand or hoe, but for extensive crops particularly, small hoeing is the preferable method as being the most expeditious and by loosening the surface of the ground with the hoe, it will greatly promote the free growth of the plants. Whatever method is pursued, it will be necessary to free the plants from weeds and to thin them to proper distances, that they may have full liberty to grow and enlarge their roots. The general crop of carrots should be thin to about six or seven inches plant from plant, and the parsnips to from eight to ten, in order that each kind should attain its utmost perfection. Such crops of carrots, however, as are intended to be drawn gradually for the table while young, need not be thinned at first to more than four or five inches distance, as the frequent pulling up of some for table use will, in a little time, afford the others sufficient room to grow large. But the main crop should be thinned at once to the proper distances. Broomcorn now wants weeding. Take the large hoe and loosen the ground around the plants. Pull out the small and feeble stalks until the number does not exceed one in every ten inches along the row. If you have a greater number, the broom will be short and useless in proportion. Draw a little fine dirt around the stalks and set them upright. This operation should be performed every ten days during the month. Cabbage requires frequent hoeing and stirring the ground. If drought prevails, 
Nothing can do away with its impoverishing effects like repeated moving and pulverizing the soil. And if showers are frequent, the hoe must be used to keep the ground light and yielding. Continue to set out new plants whenever the weather will permit. Beans that were planted early have already four or five leaves. The ground around them should be stirred with the broad hoe and a little fine earth brought up about the roots. But remember never to work among beans when wet with dew or rain. Peppers demand your notice. Take care that they are not shaded with weeds and that they do not stand too near and in that way injure each other. When they attain maturity, they have considerable branches. The plants should not stand within 10 inches of each other if you would have large and handsome fruit. Sweet corn wants assistance. When quite small, let all the ground be stirred with the plow or hoe. Eradicate every weed, turn over every turf, and bring up a little fine earth about the roots of the plants. If the seed planted was all good, you will have too many stalks. Remove the smallest without delay. Four or five are sufficient for each hill. Lettuce should be transplanted in moist or rainy weather. If done in a dry time, the plants will not succeed well. The ground should be fully exposed, not encumbered with trees, or near any kind of shade whatever, for these plants never form good heads in such situations, but start to seed immediately. Dig the ground neatly and rake the surface smooth, then dibble in the plants in rows, 10 or 12 inches asunder, and the same distance from one another in the rows. Such as are intended to remain for heading were sown, should now be thinned to about 10 inches distance every way. And those growing among other crops should not be permitted to stand nearer to each other than three feet. Gooseberries. Take care that no grass springs up around them and let their branches be supported with forked sticks that the air may have free circulation beneath them or the fruit on those limbs will be insipid and good for nothing. Potatoes should now be plowed, and as they advance in growth, the hills should be enlarged by drawing the earth up around them with the broad hoe. I am and C. P. Agricola. End of section 12.